PR, public relations. We are the people that when you read an article on a website, obviously listening to an interview such as this in a magazine, on a TV show, radio, we're behind that. We help just get the word out of the artist and it's not necessarily just promoting a song per se. What we love is that we get to publicize the heart behind the artist. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. Andrew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Between the Groups, <laughs> episode 181. It's so strange because I feel like I'm floating in space because I'm so, so far away from JK right now. I thought it was just a dramatic entrance you were making there. I was trying to, but then I laughed. <laughs> now, can you qualify what you've said as far as distance is concerned? So, okay, so right now I'm currently in my home studio and JK is actually at the station in the studio there. So instead of being, you know, you know, like between a wall of glass and be able to see each other and communicate, now we are like 30 minutes, 40 minutes away from each other. But why? But why, Drew? Why is this happening? Well, the reason why is because um, we're just trying to be safe. We're not sick. Well. <laughs> well. I, I'll say we don't have COVID. I, I don't know about Drew, the fact that you're not sick, but that's another story. We're just trying to be safe. Uh, we just made some, uh, we decided to, you know, with some of the restrictions and lockdowns that have been happening, we just decided, you know, let's change things up a bit. So it's a, it's a little different for us uh, not to be able to see each other eyeball to eyeball uh, across the other side of the glass, but we'll we'll make it work and uh, and. Yeah, it, it's different, and we'll do it for the time being. So the next few episodes, I'm sure, uh, will be uh, alluding to the fact that yeah, I don't even know what you look like anymore, you know? Uh, eyeball to eyeball is all I heard. <laughs> you hear what you want to hear. That's the problem with most husbands, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's your weekly look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. And today's episode is something we've been looking forward to sharing with you. Uh, Drew, tell us about it. It's just me. Just you. It's, it's just, just Drew. No, no. Drew no, talking about whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we have the amazing team from Merge PR, Stacey and Lori, here on the show. And they are incredible what they do. And I can't wait for y'all to hear what they have to say. They're going to drop some great, great ideas for artists. We get to hear some stories. It's going to be a good one. They've worked in the music industry for some time, and they are experts in their field, and uh, they bring a lot of value to artists. So, yeah, we're going to get into that conversation in just a bit. But before we get to that, we need to check in with the Community Corkboard. Community Corkboard! So you got that cue, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. 
You know, I've noticed more and more spring tours starting to get booked in the U.S., which is which is great. Uh, very optimistic and uh, not quite happening like that in Canada at the moment. But it's nice to see <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see uh, people are starting back up and and looking at their schedules and booking things, which is it's exciting. Um, you know, in Canada, not so much as we still have some lockdowns and restrictions in place, and and most yeah. of the world is still like that. Uh, so we don't have tons in the way of, you know, people, you know, hitting us up on the show and saying, hey, you know, mention this new song or mention this new concert that I'm a part of. But if you do want to uh, want us to give you a plug, give you a shout out for whatever reason, you can write into the show. You can hit us up on social media or email us at between the grooves at faithstrongtoday.com. That's right. It's, it's kind of weird because um, every few weeks, especially here in Canada, we get these these press releases of these incredible venues that are closing like one by one they're shutting down and it makes sense why right but the issue is that they're shutting down like i don't mean that they're just closed for the season or they're closed for covid i mean they're gone yeah um you know, if, if they just can't yeah if their entire livelihood is based on shows how can they survive how can they keep their employees and and pay their rent or or exactly. whatever they're paying to, to keep the thing running right Right? So it's so sad to see these incredible and legendary and historical kind of sites, these venues who have been around for years and years and years, closing their doors forever. That's really sad. But I mean, I, unfortunately, that's, you know, that's the pandemic for you. Um, and now studios are now sort of, well, no, not sh- I haven't heard of a studio closing completely, but they've shut their doors or during the first part of the pandemic. It's very easy to isolate, kind of like, you know, keep your distance in a studio. Very, very easy to do. And so studios were able to run as usual. Now they're just shutting down. Now they're just saying we are done for a little bit until we can, you know. And so that's tough now. So it's, man, the music industry, uh, I mean, along with the other artistic, you know, um, know, um, industries in Canada, we're all just taking hit after hit after hit. The the music industry has changed as every other industry. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, if you'd asked me a year ago, um, you know, when this whole thing started up, or not even quite a year, just just under a year when this all started up, I would have said to you that, yeah, we're going to see some shifts and some changes and stuff like that. But it'll all come back. And I'm at the point now where I don't think it will all come back the way it was. I think the industry has definitely changed, permanently changed, right? Um, and and not all of it is bad. You know, I think as we've discussed previously, we've seen a lot of remote stuff happening, whether it be recording, uh, recording music uh, that was happening before before the pandemic anyways, but but even more so now, uh, but even performing, whether it's online, yeah. uh, well, I guess mostly online where you have multiple um, people in a group and they will, they're able to perform online or at least record stuff and 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 present it online as a new song or whatever um that's happening more and more it's it's like in the movie industry where um movies have uh been filmed they've been edited they've been finalized and they're ready for release and they put on put a hold on them for so long and now they're just starting to release stuff well that's what's happening in the music industry as well right that's right that's right so I'm not, uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying know. everything is negative. Uh, it certainly no. is from a livelihood standpoint and artists and musicians, you know, being able to make a living and pay their bills and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's taken a huge hit. And even that will take some time to get back to where it was pre-pandemic. But certainly the positive spin has been that there's been a lot of tech 
technological advances that perhaps have been forced upon them that maybe, you know, never would have happened or at least not at this quickly. Yeah, that's true. We are now, I mean, if you really want to make a proper go at this, you definitely need to sort of step up your game when it comes to, you know, um, leveraging the internet and visuals and video. So that is a good thing. That's one thing that I've always been afraid of making videos, always been afraid of doing live streams. Now it's something I do, you know, weekly, numerous times per week. Um, It's almost second nature now. So that part I I am kind of thankful for (laughs) for the pandemic. Oh my gosh. You try to, you know, you try to stay optimistic. You, you try. I know it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you're in the winter months and, and you know, you, your days aren't quite as long. So it's it's either always cloudy or it's it's dark in the morning when you go to work. It's dark when you drive home, that sort of thing. Uh, it, it can be depressing. It certainly plays on your mind. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, I just try to remain optimistic and say, oh, it's going to get so much better. It's going to get better. It's going to be better. Well, I truly believe in the music industry. It is going to get better. It's going to take some it work. Is. And as long as you're in it for the long haul, as far as the work is concerned, it's it's going to get better. That's right. So fully agree. I'm going to pump you up. Oh my gosh, you just went there. Sorry, Hans and Franz. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is time to get into our conversation uh, with Stacy and Lori from Merge PR. This is a great conversation, and this is something that if you are a Christian artist or a group, uh, if you have never considered this aspect of your business, of your music business, you personally, then you really need to listen to this conversation and listen what the uh, what what this brings to the table for your business, for your craft, for your livelihood. Mm-hmm. Let's get mm-hmm. to it right now, going between the grooves with Stacy and Lori from Merge PR. So Stacy and Lori, welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's going to be for fun. the warm welcome. Oh, of course, of course. Okay, so for our <laughs> listeners, you know, they might be going, okay, so what, what 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 does a PR firm even do? So when it comes to you guys, you know, doing the merge PR thing, your company, what what does that even mean, doing PR work for artists? <laughs> Lori, do you yeah. want to explain that or me? Explain to us as if we're like a five-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Well, they might be still trying to figure it out themselves. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. Yeah. Every day is different. That's right. I would, I would imagine it would be dynamically changing all the time for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, and and I think um, Stacy probably has a really good grasp on what it, or what we do. Because she's just so smart in that way. <laughs> this is passing the buck. I was just going to say. That's passing that's the buck. Nice, that's what that that's is. That's a nice way of doing it. Yeah, Drew, why don't you tell yeah, us? Like, oh, man. <laughs> well, I will, I will try to give a, a, a five-year-old brief synopsis of what PR actually is. Perfect. So, PR, public relations. We are the, the people that when you read an article on a website, obviously listening to an interview such as this, you know, on, on some radio, there's also radio promoters, obviously, that, you know, book interviews and things like that. But, you know, we just try to get interviews out. So when you see an interview on a website, in a magazine, on a TV show, radio, we're behind that. We help just get the word out of the artist. And it's not necessarily just promoting a song, per se. What we love is that we get to, to publicize the heart behind the artist. What's their mission? What's their ministry? What What is their full album about? What's their tour about? Sure, they'll talk about a single, but it's really about the artist. Or we also work with authors and, 
you know, some nonprofits and things like that, but it's just the story behind what that artist or product is all about. So simply that's it. And you're dealing primarily with the Christian world, right? Yeah, correct. We, I mean, Merge PR basic, we are a faith-based PR firm. We've worked with, you know, companies and artists outside of that, but it's not our, it's not our everyday. The majority is definitely the, the faith-based realm, which, which we love. Gosh, and together, Lori, we, I know we counted a while back how many years combined we've been doing this. It's a long time. <laughs> it's been, it's 20, kind of ridiculous. 30 years. Yeah. yeah, something like that. <laughs> wow. So you probably know a little bit about it. <laughs> well, we try well, to think we, so. I mean, everything changes. Everything, like Stacy said, it's every day's different. Um, and I think, you know, this last year was extremely different in that sense for PR. Um, the media landscape was really different this last year with what was covered and things like that. So we had to pivot as well, you know, as our artists had to pivot. So. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of like storytelling, you know, you're sharing the stories and what's happening with the artists' music and tours and stuff like that. Um, would you be the people um, relaying the message to other organizations or are you actually helping craft the story with the artist? Both. Um, it it depend. Every artist is different and sure. every label is different in how they work. Um, if we work with a label or if we work with an artist that's independent, everything is different. So... For example, if, if an artist has a label, they may have a marketing department, they'll have their A&R department, all of those people are speaking into how their story is being crafted. And it just depends on how that particular label, work, label works and when we are brought into that picture. Sometimes it's after the project is already done and then we kind of form that story and narrative from that point or sometimes we're brought in at the very beginning of the project we can help as they are working on it to tell that story so it goes both ways on when we're brought in and how we get to help but we are always looking for that story what is the story we don't we love a great song and and as a radio promoter is looking for that song that's going to be a hit single we're looking for the song that has a story behind it what is what is the heart of the artist? What do they want to share? What is going to impact listeners, change people's lives? Those are the things that we're looking for to make sure we can spread and share. Hmm. And do you have a preference onto um, which one you think would be more effective? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking from like a independent artist um, perspective. If they came to you and they have a story, they have a kind of like this is what we want to say. This is the narrative that we're trying to promote. Is it better for the artist to be like this is what I got, or do you think it's more productive and maybe a little bit more smarter to kind of say, okay, as merch PR, let us help you do this. Let's do this with you. Like, do you have a preference as to which one you would like? You'd prefer to do. Well, we definitely like a part of creating that narrative. I, I, I think it's best to have that uh, very cooperative um, relationship with the artist and, and the manager. If there's a manager and the label, you know, to just be able to say, okay, let's lay everything on the table. What is there about this artist? What's about the songs? What about the projects? What organizations are they want to be a part of? All mm-hmm. those things laid all on the table, and let's figure out what's the strongest point to go out of the gate with. So I think just, you know, our 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 craft <laughs> is helping share a story and knowing what the media want. And not everybody understands what a media person may want or what they may be looking for, what beat they're working on, things like that. And so that that's that's why you hire us. And so we'd love to be in part and involved in that and be able to speak into that and and share that. That's awesome. 
So uh, I'm I'm a little curious because uh, because this is all. I mean, I I I deal with PR companies because they're they're contacting me in in the radio world. But when you're dealing with an artist, uh, I guess specifically uh, an artist that's with a label, how much FaceTime do you get with them to get to know their heart? That's a that's a great question, and honestly, it really depends. Like Lori said earlier, it, you know, it varies from label to label, artist to artist. It really just depends. Sometimes we have worked campaigns where we've never met the artists, and it may be because of you know they live out of state or they just don't want to meet us. I don't. <laughs> a variety. Of, I don't. Think that. Why wouldn't they want to meet you, right? <laughs> I mean, really, I totally agree. I mean, come on. Um, It it really just varies. But, you know, we're based in Nashville. Um, A lot of the artists, maybe, gosh, 80, 90 percent of the artists, you know, do live here. Um, It just depends. But we so appreciate it when an artist label management, when the team just allows us to be a part, because that's. It's just like Lori and I, obviously, this past year have not been able to see each other very much because of COVID. But, you know, with Zoom and phone calls and everything, it's it's still a way to get to know people. And I don't know what I would do if I had to work with her and not at least see her face or hear her voice. You know, we're a team here and we yeah. want to be a team with these artists and, and the other clients that we work with. And when we do get to, you know, work with them directly or at least get to know them um, that's great. You know, and some artists we're able to just go to directly when we need to set up an interview. Um, sometimes we just go through the management, you know, because they're the ones that are dealing with, you know, the artists day in and day out. It, it really just varies on, on the artist and the team behind them. But we do appreciate it when we can have that, you know, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever you want to call it, to at least get to know their heart. Directly. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. When we know the artist, we get to meet them and have a relationship with them. Obviously, I feel like we can do a better job. We we know right. what they want to share in a better way than someone relaying it to us and us being that middle person relaying it then to the media. So we obviously prefer to have a relationship and get to know these people because um, we're promoting them. You know, we're Stacey always says we're salespeople and, and we're sharing their story and we, we want to be able to know them personally and what they would want us to share. So it definitely benefits if you're dealing with PR to be able to meet your publicist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little curious. I mean, are you just to understand the business a little bit, specifically with I guess the PR business, public relations? Um, are you are you pitching campaigns to labels, or are the labels coming to you and say this is what we've got? Most of the time, we are hired by the labels. We have the relationships with the labels just because, like Stacy said, we've been in this industry for a while. That we they if they have a project coming out. You know, if we don't work with that label on a regular basis or on a retainer with them, you know, they'll reach out to us, say, hey, we have this campaign, this artist or this new artist, would you guys be interested in sending a proposal or, you know, something of that nature? And then we um, we'll kind of wrap our head around it. And, and then we get, you know, random cold emails, you know, cold calls of, you know, people that are looking for PR and we may not be familiar with them. And, you know, we'll have the call with them, get to know them. And then Stacey and I just use our gut gut instinct on whether or not it's a good project for us. And that's something that I love about working with my best friend is I, we definitely get each other. We know what's a good fit for both of us. And 
99% of the time, we both have the same gut feeling if it's a project we should take or not. And it's pretty amazing that we're in that sink. I love it. And and when you do get asked to quote by a label, are you are you bidding? Are there others bidding on the same project? Occasionally, there could be. Um, sometimes we don't know if there are, and sometimes we don't know if they are, and they choose us. I mean, we've had that happen before. But, um, you know, it's a very small PR community in the Christian industry, right. and we're all pretty good friends and all get to know each other well, you know, through the Dove Awards and different award shows, we get to hang out backstage. So, you know, we all, we all kind of know who's working on what and what we're going after and things like that. And you'll know, and you'll know very quickly if you didn't get it. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see a press release from another publicist and we're like, oh, I guess they didn't want us. (laughs) (laughs) No hard feelings though, because it always comes back around. I don't know how many times we've had artists that have left and we get them back again. I mean, it's just, it's just the, the nature of the industry. Uh, fair enough. Um, if, if there's an artist who is, you know, they're kind of thinking about moving into the, you know, hiring PR and getting that kind of help. What, like, do you have any tips for them in terms of how to be well prepared, how to get their ducks in a row before they come to a company like you guys? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a good question. I I I, I think it go, really. Go ahead, Lori. No, I'm going to let you go. I'm, ta- I'm passing it to you. <laughs> Pass the buck again. Here we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it really just, I think it really depends. I hate to keep on saying it depends, but it, it really does. Um, some it, When we do get those cold calls or cold emails and, you know, sometimes they they can be so thorough and you just know they have done their research. They know exactly what we do, you know, and what all the other facets to putting out music takes and then there's other times where they just feel like oh having a PR firm you know is what you're just supposed to do and you may not need it yet it really it really varies and I think one one thing that that we've really realized over the past few years is not everybody needs PR you know not everybody needs radio it it just varies on the artist on their music what their mission is We've had success with artists who have had no radio airplay at all, but they have a really great story. They are loved by media, which then in turn obviously goes to the fan. It's, it, it just depends. And I just feel like we, we need to take the time to at least research it out. If somebody comes to us, like Lori said, we'll take the call, go with our gut. And sometimes when we do have that call, it's amazing what we can find out and, and what they really have to share. And then other times like, you're just not there yet. Or you just, you don't need us yet. We don't want you to spend your money when we're not going to put it to good use. You know, we are, Lori and I say it over and over. We're about quality and not the quantity. Sure. You, you know, who doesn't want to make good money and, and have, you know, a lot of success, but we want to stand behind who, who we represent and who we are as people. We would much rather have a smaller roster of artists that we know we can really stand behind and work hard for than anything else. So it, it really just varies on who who needs us, who needs PR, and, and who doesn't. And if you have a great song, I mean, there are songs on the radio which are amazing songs, but there may not be, I hate to say this, but it may not be much more than that, but that's okay too. That song <laughs> right. is going to still impact somebody. Right. But when it comes to maybe an artist's story and how that song came about, they may not even have written it. It could have been from somebody else. Um, it, yeah, it just varies. So Sorry, that was no, so when good. when good. when it comes to uh, you know representing artists, um, are there different types of 
uh, representation, I guess, to use the same word twice. Uh, like, are you, are you, uh, you know, the, the go-to people for artists, for certain artists and for others, you're just, you know, working on a specific campaign from, from this date to another date. Like this is, this is our, our campaign date range and that's when you're working for them. Like, do you have different kind of packages, I guess, as far as how you represent artists? Right. That's, I mean, that's, that's every artist, every campaign is different. So some labels, we are on a retainer with some of the labels where it's a yearly retainer and we will work on their projects as they have come out. Others will literally hire us for a campaign three months, three to four months, whatever their budget allows. And that's, that's what we work. And then we're done and we move on. So we always, you know, have, and then we have some artists where we're just on a constant retainer with them and, and we're their person. And then, um, you know, it comes around like award show season. We may get back the artists that we worked on their project to help represent them at that award show because we worked on the project. So everything's different. Everything runs differently. Um, you know, everybody always asks, what's your price? What's your prices and budget and whatever? We Everything's different for us. We, right. we tailor it for that artist and for their needs and what they're looking to do and what their goals are. So That makes sense. Now, you you mentioned, you know, awards ceremonies and awards shows. How many other shows do you get to go to uh, while representing artists? Ooh, shows. Well, in 2020, nothing. Yeah, Yeah, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I should have qualified (laughs) that. Sorry. It was actually a nice break. (laughs) I was like, Stacey, do you realize we didn't have to do one red? Well, Stacey did do one red carpet. She did the Grammys in in January. But um, we just really, you know, it was very weird to watch the Dove Awards in my, like, comfies on my couch at home instead of being, you know, dressed up in uncomfortable shoes backstage, which we still love those times because you get to see people you don't normally see. We we do love those moments. Um, typically, the award shows that we do, um, one of us usually goes to the Grammys or both of us, depending how many artists are nominated. Um, so the Grammys are, you know, beginning of the year, and then there will be um, the K-Love Awards usually is in the summer, and then the Doves are in October. So that's, you know, three, usually we have three red carpets in a year Okay, that we would be working. And what about actual concerts? Oh, well, (laughs) surprising enough, we don't, unless they're close to our area or Nashville or, you know, even then we don't always go, you know, because comps are usually limited in in Nashville. So it just just depends. You know, it's so great when we get to go to the concert and see the artist in person doing their thing, reaching people. It kind of just revitalizes you like this is why we do what we're doing and we're not just sitting behind a desk and on phones. so it's always great to have those opportunities, and and we love that. Um, so I guess I, I I've kind of lost. I don't know. We go a couple, uh, you know a hand, good handful a year, but um, it's not as regular as I think. You know, a booking agent or management and radio yeah. reps may go. Yeah, and for me on the radio side of things, I love concerts, but but not for what an average listener would love a concert for. Right. You know, for for me, going to a concert is I get the opportunity very often to be backstage and actual, uh, you know, actually see the artist face to face and have dialogue with them and build, right. be building that relationship versus, versus the concert itself. I can remember, you know, summer festivals where you, where you attend and, you know, you come home and, you know, my wife would ask, you know, how was the concert? And I, well, I don't, I don't really know. I didn't really watch. I didn't really yeah. watch them perform. I was backstage the whole time, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
it's relational and, and like Lori said, it helps us to see how the fans react. But I think too, even at an award show, it's neat to see how the artist reacts and the environment that they're in. For example, um, actually in 2019, Zach Williams, who we represent, was on the Country Music Awards, the CMAs, with his duet with Dolly Parton. And seeing him go out on stage with with her was unlike any other experience because it's like I, I was talking to him right before with his manager. It's like, you're going out on stage in front of millions of people with Dolly Parton. You know, it's, what kind of an, just to be a part of that for him to see that experience happen in his excitement or even when he won his Grammy. Remember, Lori, you know, we yeah. were there when he won that first Grammy and seeing his face, calling his dad for the, you know, as soon as he oh, won. that was great. It's the, it's those sweet moments that we normally don't get to, to see, you know, and those things are special. They don't happen as often as we'd like, but when they do happen, it really like, okay, this is really, really cool to be able to just help experience that with them. You know, yeah. those award shows are really, it's, it's incredible to see all the hard work paid off for everybody involved, you know, including us. It's, it's, it's like seeing Ellie Holcomb win new artists a year and, and just seeing her pure joy. It's, it's just, it was so fun to be part of that, that we get to say that, Hey, we were a tiny, tiny sliver of getting her, her story spread. So yeah. it, it's, it's just a really cool experience. You know, you mentioned the Zach Williams and Dolly Parton collaboration. And the thing that strikes me about them is the height difference. <laughs> Yes. Zach, Zach is really tall. He's a tall guy. And she's, she's not a tall one. Yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, when you talk duos, you know, you got you to gotta keep that in mind, right? How did that happen? At the re- I'll tell you this. At the rehearsal for the for their performance, her, she has a, a stylist with her, mm-hmm. Stephen, at all times. And he took, he knows exactly how to take the angles with her because he you know, takes all those pictures. And Dolly wanted to to see Zach before they went out to rehearse, and so obviously she's up to his waist, you know, and Zach's five feet taller, and he Zach just had to shrink down in the way that Stephen he's taller too, so he just kind of had the camera propped up and made it look like they were kind of equal. Yeah, <laughs> just, he knew, he knew what to do, but that was pretty funny. Zach had to squat down pretty pretty far. Yeah, I, I can imagine there are stories like yeah, that, yeah. for sure. So listen, I, you know, this is something I've always been curious about in your in your role, you know, to promote Christian music and artists and, and whether it be authors or whatever else. Uh, from my perspective, besides doing the morning show at Joy Radio, I'm also the music director. Uh, but I would say that about 85% of my office time is actually just scheduling music, which would probably surprise some people. Uh, there's that. There's just that part of the job that it has to be done, and it, it, there's no way of doing it any faster. You can have all the computer programs in the world, but there's still some tweaking and massaging that you have to do with playlists. So looking at what you guys do, what what consumes your time? Like, what do you spend a majority of your time doing? Emails. <laughs> our, our day is emails. Um, we we talk about the the nitty gritty of our job, and that is scheduling interviews, and then rescheduling them, and then rescheduling them again. So you know, we we we, we feel like sometimes we're personal assistants, you know, with that that aspect of it. But you know, I would say ninety percent of our day is usually on emails, texting managers, artists, label people when we need 
responses. It's, you know, this year obviously brought such a different work aspect um, where we weren't going into the offices. None of the, uh, none of the labels are um, in, you know, in offices at this point. So all of our meetings, you know, are Zoom like everybody else in the world. Um, so that was a change. You know, we always have a couple of weekly meetings with our regular clients. So we always have that. Stacy and I try to chat in the mornings um, to just kind of go over what each of us are working on, what we have going on together, to just know what what's what's happening this week, what press releases are going on this week, so we make sure we can schedule everything out. Um, and then and then lots of emails. <laughs> so I would say, you know, that's kind of what consumes our day is a lot of little details, you know, and, and knowing the time zones that the artists are in and which interviews they're doing and what time zones. And we have a couple of UK artists, and then that's a whole other aspect right. of scheduling, you know. So so it, it, it gets annoying sometimes, but it also creates a very... Um, uh, not a routine day because everything is very different. Um, I know, you know, with some particular artists that if they have an interview day, I know that I'm going to be rescheduling interviews because they're going to run behind and I have to be available to do that throughout the day. So, but we love our media people that we get to work with and have those relationships with, you know, you guys included. It's just so nice to have, you know, be able to say, hey, so-and-so is running behind. We're so sorry, <laughs> you know, or they forgot to do the interview. I mean, we've done that with you guys, too. And, you know, it's just nice to have that grace with our, our media that they understand it's not on us. That, and, you know, artists are artists, so it's what it is. <laughs> artists are artists. And so this brings me to like my next question, because, yeah, artists are artists and, you know, things happen. So is there one thing? Um, that uh, you would want artists to like to know, or let me say this: say, say it this way. If there's one thing that you wish an artist would do better, what would it be? Um. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, without calling anybody out, but is there, like, no, you know, there's, right? You know, there's some like, artists. You guys should be doing this more. I, I think when it comes to, I think this tends to happen um, in the. And I think this happens in all genres, but, you know, radio obviously is very, very important. And then you have the media interviews under that usually. And, and so I think sometimes we get, um, oh, we got to cancel this because we have to do something else. Or I think that I wish artists would understand the work that goes into uh, scheduling interviews, yeah. maybe yep. to understand that. And, and we know that things come up. We know that, you know, kids get sick and you have to go do something or airplanes get, you know, airplanes travel gets messed up. You may not have cell service that day and you thought you were going to to do interviews. We get that stuff. But when it happens on the regular, it gets yes. a little frustrating because it, it just may not be as respectful to our time and to the media outlet who has reserved that time for them. So that I think that's one thing I would tell artists. If you're hiring a PR team to get the word out about you to make the effort to schedule interviews be available and and do it well and when you can't do it go above and beyond to make up for it you know go you know send an apology to that person and or you know just make sure the next time you are on that phone with that person to say something like i'm so sorry i had you know to cancel or reschedule or whatever um i think that would just be the thing if you're putting your investment in us and hiring us let us do our job and and help us help us help you. <laughs> you yes. know, it's help, like, me help, help me you. help you. It reminds That's me right. of a movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be my my thing. I don't know if Stacy would have a different thing, but I, I think that would be my biggest complaint is 
we're trying so hard to get these interviews, hmm. and I don't think they always realize the work that that go that goes behind that. Um, and those opportunities and when they get canceled or they, oh, I just can't make it, you know, and we're like, we got you to national TV or something of that nature. You know, that's when it gets hard. We're like, this is what you wanted. So those we, are those things. We've encountered every one of those situations. <laughs> yes, we have. And, but if I can say we, we never hold it against the artists because we do understand that they have lives and, and yes. things come up. Like, I, you know, we've had some no shows where, where yeah. you know, they didn't call in as, as we had planned or they weren't yeah. available uh, last minute. And, and that's fine. Um, uh, our listeners would never know that because we still come up with an episode every week. Right. Um, right. You know, we've always got stuff in the hopper and, and stuff on the shelf ready to go. Uh, I remember as an example we were talking about Zach Williams earlier and our conversation with Zach Williams uh, he was at a right. festival and we're we're having a great chat we're 15 minutes into it and his cell phone died oh my god and, and so what do you do like and yeah. and so when he does get self cell service again he doesn't call us back because we know he's got another interview booked so yeah. you know we had to make it work and and so we did we had an episode that we actually did a, a duo episode with him and, a, and another artist and we put him together and just made it flow and and yeah. you know just yeah. made it work right yep. and yeah. and that's what yeah. we try to do and i know they're trying to do the same thing so yeah absolutely we appreciate that please know that we always appreciate that on your end because you do have have to deal with all kinds of scenarios and you still moving forward using what you can having patience with that we appreciate that more than you know so thank you uh, oh you're, you're well, welcome and we and we have a lot of fun i mean you've you've uh, been a part of our uh, podcast and our show as far as you know lining up interviews uh, you know s several of the interviews that we've had over the last few years so we do appreciate all that you guys do and and when I asked you know you the question about you know where is a majority of your time spent I suspected it was you know the, the correspondence back and forth and, and the negotiating and the yeah. and the back and forth uh, I apologize for all the emails I've sent you I mean <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we we love we love our media people. We love you guys. It's just it it it's part of our job, and and it's we don't understand when people don't respond to us. We're like, why is not everybody sitting at their computer responding to emails twenty four hours a day <laughs> <right>. like us? Right. <laughs> you know, it's just we it's 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 our part of our job. We signed up to do it, and you know, I wouldn't do it. I love this job and, and I love doing it with my best friend and I wouldn't, as when she's out, I'm out. I mean, we just, we, we love getting to do this together and we love who we get to represent. Um, we're honored. We're absolutely honored. You know, from, from my standpoint, I find email to be very, um, it's great because you've got that that dialogue back and forth, and it's a paper trail just so you can remember what mm -hmm. you said uh, and that sort of thing. I don't actually get to talk unless you know it's in this forum when we're talking over the phone right now. But I don't get a chance as much to talk on the phone. It's it seems to be texting and email. Is that the way this industry has gone, or or the music industry in general, like where email is the primary means of communication versus picking up the phone and chatting with someone? It it is, yes. And like you said, it's the paper trail. I, I need to look back on past emails. What did I say? What did they say? Especially with time zones and setting up interviews, having all those details right there is very, very helpful. And then if I'm talking to somebody, I may write down a wrong number or something. So that's where email is great. Texting is where I'm still trying to catch up. Now, I text all the time, but when my primary 
communication with the client is all text, that drives me a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't, fair enough. I don't know why, but it's just maybe it's my notifications. I just need to shut them off. But it's just like ding, 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 ding. I just I feel like with text, I have to answer it way faster. Sometimes with email, it, I can take a little bit longer, tailor my email exactly how I want it. Texting, I feel like it's way more urgent. So yeah. I'm, I'm in the mindset of text for urgent things or if it's a last minute, oh, I'm, I'm running late or quick you know, number change. But to communicate all the time on that, that's, that's a little different. But that's just my opinion. That's, I'm, I'm more old school, I guess. I find like my brother's a pastor and, and, uh, I've, you know, I've had conversations with him about communication and, and as a pastor, his congregation would be all at different levels as far as communication. Uh, some prefer phone calls, some prefer texts, uh, some prefer, uh, you know, a, a Facebook messenger, uh, and some prefer just a message on Twitter. Uh, and, and so as a pastor, he finds just juggling all these different platforms and different modes of communication. It, 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 they're all different and they're all unique to the various individuals in his congregation and he doesn't have a choice but to do that whereas in this industry I think yeah I think email is really the only way to go um, unless you can put it all into one basket somehow right you know right yeah yeah I mean and we've oh, noticed that he've oh go ahead no you go well, I was going to say, just in, in, in the media, journalists, you know, we used to be able to call and follow up. Like, you send a package, you send an email, and then you could call and follow up and actually get some voice time. And I'd say in the last two years, probably, or maybe more than that, it's, you don't even get a journalist on the phone. You know, very rarely, unless it's someone that you have a personal relationship with, that they see your name or your call or ID, they're going to they're gonna recognize and answer the phone. Most of the time, if I I'm calling to follow up with a journalist. They're not going to respond. I leave a voicemail and I can follow up on an email and I'll get an instant response back from them. Yeah. So, you know, they're just not checking their, they're just not answering their phones. Um, so I just, I think everything has just gone to that commu- direct, you know, digital communication. And, and I'm with Stacey. This year, especially, we've noticed an increase in texting communication and conversations just because of the office situation. And so that's been an adjustment to get used to. We always were texting with our manager, you know, artist managers and things like that about interviews, but now to have the label folks, we text with them now as well. That's just been an added volume that we weren't used to doing. Sounds fair. But you know, the phone calls are a nice touch too. Like I I hardly ever get phone calls in the office, like forget when I'm on air, but in the office, sitting at my desk doing, you know, my job, I rarely get phone calls unless it's, you know, somebody in the office that I work with, but you know, very, very little amount of time, you know, where artists are calling me up to follow up. And even if they, you know, because I work different hours, I, I start earlier, so I finish earlier. But even if an artist leaves me a voicemail and stuff, you know, I'll call them back and stuff. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's it's something different. It's some, it's like, it's like, wow, that's something new. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting? That's right. <laughs> it's oh, so the more personal. Time. I think when you get to, it's just like the best, next best thing to being face to face, you know, yeah. hearing a voice, there's personality behind it. You know, with emails too, you can use two exclamation points. Are they shouting at me? Are yeah. they mad at me? You know, we can so look into the tone and, and there may not be any of that at all, but that's the problem with obviously emails for sure. Um, phone is, is definitely the best way to go, but yeah, people just aren't, they just don't do it anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I just yeah. I just enjoy the conversations and the fact that whatever I say on on a phone call, I can say that quicker than it would take me to type it all up in the form of an email or a text or whatever else. So you can just say much more and get more across and, and that dialogue and that relationship than than you could you know, email tends to be cold sometimes, yeah, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah, Stacey and I, you know, sometimes we'll be texting and I'll just, one of us will pick up the phone and be like, I'm just going to call you instead. Well, especially if it's gone on and on and on. It's like, just pick yes. up the phone already. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but Lori, you can I, you and I can start talking and we're supposed to talk that about is, work, yeah. but then we'll start talking about kids, yeah. this, that. So that can also go off the rails a little bit. Not that I, I, I don't mind that at all because... You know, we're best friends. We need to talk about that stuff. But you know, it's, it's that switching of hats. About work. It's, it's like the switching of hats. Like, like we're coworkers. We're best friends. We're coworkers. We're best friends. And yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it works. So it works. I was. I remember when I first started doing uh, like music in the in the Christian world. Um, there was a, a friend of mine who was um, trying to get into the PR world, and she was like, "Hey, let me be your PR, and we'll, we'll see what happens." Like, Great, <laughs> awesome. And she was super good. She, I think she's still doing it now. Um, um, and she was super, super good. And uh, I remember I was on my very, very first tour, and and uh, she actually arranged a few like radio sp- st- spots for me and stuff like that. And these spots were kind of like um, like hour long conversations with uh, the, the the DJ with a couple live songs. That was kind of the shtick. So it was. I mean, obviously they played music, but I'd be sort of you know cut in, and, and we would sort of almost DJ together. We'd be the personalities together and all these radio spots. Mm. It was tons of fun. Ton- <laughs> I'm sorry. I was that, just that was that. me. That was yeah. me. That was me. Exactly. Um, and I remember there was one time I was heading into Winnipeg and it was a massive storm and it was just crazy, crazy, crazy like weather and the roads were terrible. And I was supposed to be there for seven o'clock in the morning. And it's Ooh. it's like six now and we are like an hour and a half or almost two hours away from Winnipeg because the roads are just horrible. And so, um, you know, for her, it's 5 a.m. And so I'm like, hey, are you up? <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she's like, "Why are you calling me? Now? I am now. <laughs> I am now." And so I yeah. said, "Listen, I'm going to be late." Uh, and so she actually started like a three-way text conversation with the the, the host personality on the air. And so we spent like an hour um, just texting. And so by the time it was seven o'clock, uh, we still weren't there yet. And so I'm like, "Great, I'll just call in and we'll just do it, you know, on the air like this." Um, but she was like constantly texting me using another phone, like checking in how far away, how far away from you, whatever. Right. She went um, after that tour, and it, it was fine. I got there like at seven fifteen or seven thirty. Everything worked out well. It was great. She wound up actually working for a big radio, um, a radio promotional company in town, and she actually brought me with her. It was kind of like written to her contract that she would take Aww. me there. And she did my first album and it was so good and she really helped me a lot. And I'm thinking, man, like the power of PR, especially, I mean, it's obvious when you're a signed artist because there's so much noise you got to cut through. But man, the power of PR with independent people is huge. Because yeah. the reason why both secular and Christian radio started playing me was because she was hustling so hard with this company. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And so, like, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I, I I wish there was. Um, I'm trying to find like the right words to say in terms of the power of, and and, and you guys said it before too. Like sometimes PR is not what you need. It's not what an artist right. needs. Um, 
But man, there is something about even the artist taking their own initiative to pay more attention to that kind of stuff. Like, what does that mean for them? Like, what kind I think, of? I think artists, many many artists, are so creative that they they're they're creative in their own space in what they do that they don't give the attention to that other part of the and I, I'm putting in quotes business. Well, this is it, right? Yeah. And this and is it. And, yeah. and perhaps not their forte and they're not good at it and so they don't spend the time on it, which is the perfect reason why you would want a PR company to do that for you. Totally. It's, yeah. And so like I had to yeah. sit there. I remember like um, at some point she got so busy with her company that she couldn't do my stuff anymore, which I totally get. And she was doing that at a really insanely cheap rate too cuz I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know. And so I totally <laughs> understood. And so I sat there. I remember making a massive list of all things that she used to do that I needed to start doing. And it was great. And because of that, I built amazing relationships with every station across country because yeah. I was able to do all these amazing things. But um and learn a lot and also learn about my <laughs> My my threshold in terms of what I can and should not do, yeah, because <laughs> um, I just don't yeah. have the capacity for it. And so I'm thinking like this is what you guys do for artists. I wish there was a way that every artist can either a get their stuff together. I'll say that <laughs> in order to kind of like handle some of that, or b find a way in which they can um, work with people like you to actually make sure they can move forward in a proper way. Because that those tasks and those roles need to happen, and most artists just don't do it, don't think about it, don't have um, the. Mm. It's not on their radar, right? Yeah, um, I love it. I, we're for recognizing that. Thank I love that. <laughs> well, and you know, we we actually have an artist right now who doesn't. Ha- I mean, he has a, a record out, but it's been out for a while, and some new stuff coming out this year. But he verbally will tell us, "I see the value of PR." And he in in particular needs it because there's always things going on, you know, and and he knows that, hey, if we get notified on things, Lori and I can, you know, oh, you just gave us a story idea so we can go to, you know, this outlet or this outlet with with this particular angle. It's like he knows the value of what of what we need. And and others, I think if 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 they don't have us, which, again, is fine, not everybody needs it, but you know, interview requests will go through maybe their manager, most likely, and they'll just set it up, but they don't realize, okay, who is behind that interview? Right. You know, is this, you know, they, no offense, but maybe they don't know how to do an interview. Lori and I have heard and been part of many interviews where it's like, why is this, this shouldn't even be happening. You know, they're, it just, everybody deserves a chance. Don't get me wrong, but but sometimes that may not be the best interview for that particular artist. We do filter that stuff out too. You know, we'll, we'll get requests and we look at it and go, Oh, this is an outlet we've never heard of before, but man, they have a great reach and this makes a lot of sense. They've talked to a lot of great you know people before this is worthwhile. And then others it's, you know, they may want to talk to this super high level artist that, you know, they just, don't need to do that. You know, right. it just may not make the right sense. So we're, we're also a, a filter and, and another thing that that's part of PR that I don't think we mentioned earlier is, is that media training, you know, yeah. how to do a radio interview. You know, there are, especially if it's a newer artist who goes in to visit a radio station like yours and they only have maybe 30 seconds or a minute to talk about their song. What are they going to say? Yeah. How do you, how do you get your point across in a really short amount of time that's going to be impactful and not stutter around, you know, not a lot of ums or us. Some people are just gifted and know how to, to speak. I'm not the most gifted speaker. I guess that's why I like to do emails because it's safer that way for me. But 
for you know for some artists they they need just a little bit of guidance a little bit of that training on how to how to speak about what you have to say in 30 seconds or how can you handle the 30 40 minute podcast and keep the conversation going you know some artists can't do that either drew and i can see the difference it's completely, <laughs> completely. I'm telling you, we we've had we've had I'm sure you can. We've had people we've spoken with, and some haven't even aired, but but we've spoken with people in the past on this show where uh, they don't have that experience, yeah. and it's very obvious. And you'll find that Drew and I end up talking a lot more amongst yeah. ourselves, or. <laughs> Or, you know, sharing stories or whatever just to keep the conversation right. going. And that's that's not necessarily right. a bad thing because you can't hold that against the newer artist. Right. But, right. you know, when right. you have a more experienced artist that knows how to handle uh, and, and uh, you know, deal with a conversation, man, it's it's just so deep and rich. And uh, and it's, it's just that the whole conversation flows. There's stories. There's, you know, some great, you know, moments together. Yeah, we can tell the difference for sure. I, I think that might be one mm-hmm. thing that, you know, it's going back to my question in terms of like what would what's a couple things that artists should really pay attention to media training. That's something we haven't really talked to yeah. talked about a lot on this show. Yeah. And that's so yeah. key and so important for, especially in this day and age of like podcasts and radio interviews. And you need to be super savvy when it comes to that. But it also drives me nuts. What? Huh? It, no, it also drives me nuts because it, with some of that media training, very often the artist that you're speaking with <laughs> yes. will have the, and we call it the canned response, yes. oh, where we'll ask a me. question and, and it's very obvious what they're saying. They've said a million times before and, and you know, literally we'll be chatting with somebody and, and Drew and I start rolling our eyes thinking, okay, here, here we go. Here's the canned response. And so we try to steer away from that and have conversations that they're not necessarily prepared for. Um, and more and more of a carefree type conversation just to let them let their guards down a bit like you know especially the experienced <laughs> ones that actually yeah. bothers us from a PR standpoint too, as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, for totally. us to know, because and that's something that we cover. Is we're like, we don't want you to sound like you're on repeat. Right. I don't want someone to read an interview in one magazine and then hear you talking another. You know, obviously, if there's a story behind the song or the album, you're going to hear the same in in some form. You're going to hear it repeated, but you have to be able to have it sound fresh every time. Yeah. And 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 but it also does come down to a good interviewer and. And, and having someone that we've we've had that too, where we've been sit, we'll sit in on interviews, and they'll be talking to someone, and our our artist will be saying something really great that you could just pick up and go on a totally different rabbit trail yes. and have a really great conversation. But they just go down to their next question, yes. they completely bypass me. what has been said, and just be like, okay, so tell us about last week. <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. They, you know, they completely miss that they they could have found this really great nugget that nobody else had talked to this artist about before. Um, I, I've had that recently with one of my artists. I, I started listening to the interview. I was like, oh, this one's kind of boring. Like, it's was interesting to me that this, this particular outlet was boring. And then all of a sudden it got good because he listened to her and they got something that I had never even heard my artist talk about before. And it was just something really fascinating, interesting. I was like, wow, okay. I didn't know it was going to go there. So I think it's just really experience on both sides and Mm -hmm. learning how to just be comfortable and natural and have that conversation. Uh, We we tell our artists to just act like you're, you know, talking to a friend, like what – 
know what you will you're willing to say and also what you want to reserve that's that's you want to keep private obviously right. but but what is it that you want to share from your heart what do you think is going to impact those listeners and, and i think that's the beauty of what getting to be in the faith faith-based market is we are an extension of that artist ministry and we get to share so much more than say a general market artist may with not something that doesn't have a faith-based background it just that's something that we love that we get to impact lives like that but the media training thing can get it's like we don't want to create robots right. but we want them to yeah. be able to answer more than two word two word responses so it's like yeah. trying to find that fine balance yes. between that no um, maybe for sure <laughs> yeah you know, it's, yeah, we get that. It's it's uh, you know we've said this before where many times we don't know where the conversation is going to take us, and even when we're you know communicating back and forth with an artist directly, uh, and and they'll ask us you know can you I've had requests where can you can you let me know what questions you'll be asking, uh, or you yeah. know what are we going to talk about, and sometimes uh, you know I'll. I'll I'll intentionally be vague about, you know, my response as far as what we're going to talk about, because it could be a range of subjects. Uh, again, we don't necessarily know where the conversation is going to take us, but we do we do prep like, you know, before right. we chat right. with anybody, you know, Drew and I are, are just chatting back and forth. Hey, we could talk about this. We could talk about this. Exactly. Yeah. I was I was being uh, I was a guest on a recent um I guess it was like a Zoom type call with some college students that are taking radio. And one of the students asked me uh, the question about, you know, how do you how do you know that you've had a good show? Like when I do the morning show and I know that I've had a good show when I haven't used all my show prep. You know, right. when I when I have stuff left over that I didn't have time to talk about or mention, or maybe it was a joke, maybe it was just something funny, or maybe it was just a little one-liner or whatever else. But if I don't have time for all of it, then I know I had a good show. And I'm disappointed that I couldn't use it, but but it was still a good show. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. the same thing for, for Drew and I when we sit down and we, you know, write down some points of, you know, we could talk about this, we could talk about this. But if we don't get to some of this stuff, we're fine with that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because like you said, you, you know, the, the conversation takes a twist and and now you've you've delved into something that you didn't, weren't necessarily um, prepared to talk about or expected to talk about, but you talk about it because it's just obvious that's where the conversation's going. Yeah. And to be aware of that, you know, it takes the interviewer to be aware of that. It takes the person who's being interviewed to be aware of that. And I think it's just really important to be kind of very flexible. Mm -hmm. My next question is, sorry, I'm just being sarcastic now. Oh, my gosh. We like sarcasm. Bring it. We do. We do. I'll tell you, we are never, ever sarcastic on this show. Not think that. You very sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> we are a little bit sometimes. Well, I guess. I'll be I honest. Yeah. Love that. Hey, listen, uh, what a pleasure to chat with both of you. Um, we didn't know, once again, where the conversation was going to go, but, but we honestly wanted to know more about the whole PR side of things. For He's being artists. sarcastic, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> We really loved the conversation. Oh, no, really? It was so great. No, really? Oh, Thank God. Never going to see the air. Yeah, <laughs> but I honestly... I'm rolling each other right now. Exactly. Totally. Oh, my gosh. But honestly, Drew, I don't think we've ever had this kind of conversation on our show, which which is refreshing, Yeah. Uh, especially as we kick off the new year and, and, you know, we have a lot of artists and musicians and that sort of people listening to this podcast. So I think this is definitely eye-opening for a lot of them certainly has been for me so really appreciate the time that you guys have spent with us uh today on between the grooves 
Yeah, well, we well, appreciate you. you guys talking to us and love what you do with talking to our artists and, and sharing their stories. So it's always fun to talk to the people who talk to our artists. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Something different <laughs> for you, you know too, right? put them through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. I just knew that was going to be a fun conversation. Yep. And it was a conversation we should have had um, many, many months ago. I agree. You know, I fully agree. Yeah. It's, it's you know, everything uh, they do is, is for the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was interesting to see, you know, what they do, how they do it, uh, what they bring to the table for yeah. artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of artists, like you mentioned, don't really consider that aspect of their business yeah you yeah. know so it was great to hear their their take on stuff and and hear things from their perspective mm-hmm. they are they definitely know what they're talking about they're definitely um well seasoned in the industry and so it was great to kind of connect with them have this chat and yeah talk about the importance of media training among other things i think this is one of those episodes that might be worth listening to again yeah. and again and just sort of take some notes and hopefully take some learnings away for this new year Make sure you check out MergePR.com to find the links to their social media as well as the artists that they represent and uh, let them know if you're interested in working with them. And coming up next for our artist advice, we have an amazing, amazing singer-songwriter, our friend, and now yours, (laughs) Alicia Ike. Write songs that you would want to listen to. Um, So when you look at your Spotify playlist or you look at your... Um, you know, iTunes playlists. Who are people on there that you love, that you listen to over and over, that you absolutely are inspired by? Um, Use those people uh, as genuine reference for your own music um, instead of, yeah, what's being played, mass played on radio, or, you know, even if you love someone and you work with them and their style is different, um, take it with a grain of salt, but try and stay genuine to what gets you going, what excites you. Um, So that's a good reference for me that I do. I kind of go, okay, would I actually listen to the song that I just recorded and really, really love it? Writing songs you would want to listen to. That for me is so, so important. If you can't get into it, don't write it. Like, Don't try and be someone else just because it works. Write something you want to hear because we need your voice. It's your style, and it's not That's somebody it. else's style. So yeah. uh, really um, straightforward advice, but sometimes uh, advice that we need to hear um, mm-hmm. as we revisit and see how our, how our you know, profession is doing. So. And that is it. Uh, many thanks to Stacy and Lori from uh, Merge PR for joining us on this week's episode of Between the Grooves and for Alicia Ike throwing in that uh, little tidbit of uh, wisdom as far as mm-hmm. artist advice is concerned. We hope you enjoyed the show this week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review to help us reach more people. That's right. And please, please connect with us on Facebook and or Twitter. You can hit us up at Between Grooves. We would love to connect with you right there. Okay. I'm going to go back to bed now. Seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm actually in bed right now, to tell you the truth. I'm actually in bed right now. Um, nothing surprises me, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to roll over and just... But that's pretty much what everybody's doing when they're staying at home these days, right? <laughs> they're all in their pajamas. Change <laughs> yeah. the shirt if you have to do something online, but other than that... That's right. Yeah, there that's you right. go. My makeup's on. I wasn't sure whether we were going <laughs> to... Okay, I'll shut up now. Makeup's on.